Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on everyone and welcome back to another installment of the Star Wars Exchange's Mandalorian After Show. Uh, Episode 3 just came out of Season 3, Chapter 19. Uh, Very different sort of episode. Mando sort of just copped the Boba Fett treatment. A lot going on, a lot to talk about. Of course, doing it today with my co-host Mike. How are you going, buddy? I'm doing great. It's uh, another week of two two Star Wars things, the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch. So I'm excited to sit here and discuss because there's a lot of discuss uh, to discuss here so i'm very much excited to talk about this episode of course we have special guests joining us uh, this week from the star wars stuff podcast colin weber colin how are you doing today i'm doing great i'm doing great i am on that star wars grind i i keep um uh, t- reminding myself that we are not getting jedi fallen i'm uh, not not jedi fallen order Jedi Survivor this month because remember how we had like that grind of where we're gonna have all the episodes yeah, of the Bad yeah. Batch and then Mandalorian and then Jedi Survivor, and uh, I'm I'm just happy that that we're getting all that Star Wars like at once. I'm 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 that guy where like I don't care how big the how big my plate of Star Wars is as as long as I get more and more I'm fine with it. So I love that we're no, getting no. these episodes back. Cool. Very stingy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, me and Mike are a bit more stingy. We're sort of like spread it out, spread it out, spread it out, spread yeah. out the butter to the other side of the toast. You know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's share. But I understand. I understand that. It's like, no, it's, cool. <laughs> it's a kid on Christmas. It's like you don't want the present to stop. So I understand. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very, very pleased to have Colin joining us today. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you can go check him out on the Star Wars Stuff podcast if, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that podcast. Um, but yeah, let's talk about about Mando because it was, I think, the longest episode of the series we've had. Um, yeah. So obviously, as I said, a lot to talk about. Let's start with you, Colin. What did you think of Chapter 19? What were your overall thoughts? Okay, so I loved the fact that we just stuck with the cliffhanger that we had from last week and that we kind of got our answers right away i was kind of bummed that we didn't see the the mythosaur rise out of the waters or anything i mean i kind of figured we didn't that was more of a pipe dream but i got this sense that sh- that bogatan was kind of hiding this um she was having this feeling uh i, I mean like of of did she actually see it or or did she i just felt like she was hiding on purpose because she was playing a strategy game in for, for, from like my from like my point of view but with that being said i love that we like got to that and then we just jumped to coruscant which i was not expecting to happen this episode i'm glad that it opened the way that it did uh and the way that it ended it definitely you know raised some questions but overall, I think the pace of the episode was decent. I'm glad the length of it was, you know, uh, almost an hour. Was not expecting that, but I'm I'm pretty content. I'm hoping that we get more action, uh, a lot more action next week, uh, because it kind of felt like Andor too, um, of, of of just the episodes in Coruscant. It definitely felt like Andor, uh, uh, yeah, but definitely, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mike, what did you think? 
I thought that this was um, the most, well, I wouldn't say the most tasty, but it was just like a dream Boston cream filled donut. However, like the okay. outer layer was great. I love the, the chocolate on top. I love the way the bread was baked. However, I did not like the filling. I don't think I, 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 I liked it. I thought the filling was okay, but I thought there could have been like a better flavor. And that has to do with the, the um, like some of the Coruscant stuff with uh, Dr. Pershing and, and his old former coworker. I thought some of the stuff, like I liked it all up to the, maybe like the train sequence where I started feeling just bizarre to me and it's okay. I need to watch it again, but it just started mm -hmm. feeling bizarre and all that. But however, real quick, while, while you remind me, how many times have you guys watched the episode? Once. Uh, twice. Okay. Just think once. that's good to know. But yeah, continue, Mike. And you? Me once as well. Yeah. 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 I've only watched it once. So um, it was just kind of bizarre towards the, in the middle. But however, I thought overall, I just was like, damn, this is good. This was good. I would have chosen a different filling inside a different cream, but it was, mm. it was still good. Yeah. Okay. Tell and... me you're from Chicago by not telling me you're from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you lived here oh, once too. It's all right. You, yeah, you know. no. <laughs> um, so, and also I thought that the dog fight, I thought, oh, yeah. you know, I think the dog fights and Clone Wars and Rebels are good, but it's like, I feel like they don't have a chance or a moment. Like Rebels would have just been like, oh, yay, they blew up the TIE fighters. Great. Moving on. However, in, in this, it was all about strategy, but you could see how helpless Bo-Katan was in her gauntlet fighter. And that whole sequence at the beginning was just spectacular, which I'm, we'll get into, but I just thought it was spectacular. Um, and Bo-Katan joined the Children of the Watch. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Mouth dropping yeah. moment. Um, Definitely but, excited oh, to talk about that. And, and the eyebrow raising transition of power happening on Coruscant. Like talk about mm. just... It was kind of like a knee-jerk reaction for me where it's just like you read some of the stuff that happens in the books and you expect kind of like a that type of vibe and it's like it's not that you know um which which is fine but it's it was just great but um yeah i thought the dr pershing and uh remind me of the of the uh officer's name uh that yeah, i, I forgot her name klein <laughs> no on. yeah the collins got it <laughs> um, yeah we'll, we'll get there this yeah, is our, and this is our and or reviews all over again by the way yeah, i don't I was think we could say, remember a single name speaking of which series. great segue i thought that mando took a page out of Andor here uh yeah didn't work out like Andor did but it's okay yeah they tried yeah. john favreau attempted to write just like Andor, but it's okay yeah, it, it didn't work out all that all that much but it's fine uh but yeah the, the doctor person stuff what happened I just said John Favreau attempted to run. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so. The officer name is Eliah Kane. There uh, we go. Which, Kane. Which, Kane. Kane. which this was the first um, episode where we actually got her name because we did not yes. get her uh, her name in season two, Amanda. I, yeah. I love that she was such a background character and then she's kind mm -hmm. of like, they're just, she's just fully brought to the forefront, like out of nowhere. And they, yeah. they literally showed like, I'm sure she was in more than that one scene that they showed in the recap, but I was like, that's pretty much all I remember her from. I don't know. It's just a cool Star Wars thing. Do you did you ever hear the theory like of of when she had her appearance in Mando that people thought that she no. was Sabine, like un like no. she was Sabine undercover? I did not hear that. Yeah. Man, I kept you hearing be on that some and weird I'm like forums to say that. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what forums are you reading, Colin? <laughs> 
that was like all over instagram really like oh on yeah of, of just one day I, I just keep seeing articles i'm like there's no way there's that's no wild. way that, that that's sabine the, i've never the, heard the that only theory. person that i didn't see say that was mike and i'm glad because <laughs> that's how i knew it wasn't true like well, like mainly because i was like if someone's gonna know it's gonna be mike but yeah, no. So yeah, no. I, I uh, um, I thought her character was great in this episode. She was definitely, um, I could tell that she was undercover, like she was deceiving him because you know she was like Moff Gideon's like kind of right hand in my opinion, like yeah, right. kind of in the okay. shadows, yeah. like not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mike, any any other final overall thoughts? No. What are your overall thoughts? I want to hear them. Man, I, I feel so, I don't know. I'm just I'm not vibing with Mando season three. I, I love the first two season, seasons and I just think season three has just failed to capture the magic that was those two seasons. I think it does hit on certain levels, but I think there's three things that I, I wrote down in my head last night. I'm forgetting one of them, but the writing of the actual dialogue in this show is just not good. It's In my opinion, it's it's almost cringeworthy at times. Like, I think there was a moment where uh, Bo-Katan was like, oh, these mud scuffers have got to get off my back or something. And I was just cringing so hard. It reminded me of um, Cara Dune in, in, <laughs> in, yeah, the, the, in the finale. I was like, God. These anyway, so on that sense, I really feel like the show is being let down a bit. I think John Favreau could maybe use John for and Dave Filoni could use like some other writers in that room instead of, and, and I think this episode was actually written by two people surprisingly. So maybe that's not all to blame on John Favreau. I think visually the show is still just not what, what it was in my opinion. I don't know if production was rushed or, or what it was. Um, but since, since Kenobi, I just, and maybe it's just because we're all way too aware of the volume. Um, I don't know, but, yeah, I said there was three things. I've forgotten the other. But overall, the, sh- the show, it just feels okay to me. It's just all right. This this particular episode, I had fun with it. Um, it I, I love when, when you know, you click on Disney Plus and you see that there's a long episode, like with Andor, you, toward yeah. the end of the series, there was some huge episodes, which w- was great. And this one, I was excited. But I really feel like it could have been shorter, to be honest. Um, there was just, I, I don't know. I, I, I it's, hard, it's hard to explain. But overall, I just felt mildly entertained and that was about it and and i think i hold mandalorian to just a higher standard because of how good the first two seasons were um but yeah i mean the the first sequence was was cool everything with pershing was was interesting without being i think i agree with mike's analogy uh kind of where where like yeah it was it was good but almost it didn't have that the flavor that i wanted you know what i mean like, yeah. but on the surface, it, it looked good, I guess. Um, it, it was very good to see Coruscant back and especially the Opera House. Um, I and then freaked the- out during that scene, man. Like, as soon <laughs> yeah. as I saw that pop on screen, I was like, let's go! Darth Plague yeah. is the wise! <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. Um, to add to kind of what you're saying just real quick, because I was sure. just thinking about this, is I think something that throws me off um, <laughs> uh, a like about this whole season so far is that it's not ludwig doing the music right that's really throwing me off yeah yeah i i mentioned in a previous podcast that i feel like um the music in this particular season has almost felt like it was just copy and pasting from the first two seasons yeah and it, it felt a bit clunky and didn't feel overly original even though you know 
of course, I love hearing Bo-Katan's theme and, and, you know, the classic Mandalorian themes and all that sort of stuff. But I, I agree with you. I think the music has been lacking. Um, but yeah, and then I think the final thing is I still just feel the same way I felt uh, with, I think it was last episode I said this, but the pacing of the show just doesn't work for me because I think since the, the end of season two, they've just been trying to get somewhere so quickly for some reason. But now I'm starting to think like, is there even a reason or are they just moving way too quickly? And and that that is um goes back to the book of Boba, how how rushed the whole Grogu transition was and everything. Like mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm just lukewarm on it. I'm I'm certainly not hating it. I, I just think it's it's a shrug of the shoulders so far. Yeah. But I'm still giving it a chance every week and I'm excited to watch. So um, but yeah, let's let's sort of dive further into the episode and start where we picked off um up with at the end of last episode. Uh, Colin, what did you think of everything we got to see with Bo and Din? Um, you know, they got away from the Mythosaur uh, and then uh, they get chased by the Interceptors. Where did they come from? Bo-Katan's home is destroyed, so she can't sit on her throne anymore. But yeah, what did you think of all that? Okay, I will say one, well, three words. Tie, yeah, no, two, sorry. Tie Interceptor. I loved that we got them back into live action because we haven't seen them live action since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So seeing them back in action, having their you know shields and everything more difficult to take down than than Tie Fighter was great, and it was giving our heroes more of a challenge. Um, I thought everything was awesome. I think I think Din jumping out of the ship full speed was fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, and the cool. part where like she she also kind of had to like drift like in the water too and kind of turned backwards was great and then the yeah. where din Djarin had like the batman moment where like he goes <laughs> up and then it comes back down was awesome so they are they're doing great in in that department of of, of action and i just love anything with the naboo starfighter because it's such a beautiful ship and I loved I was one of those kids that that grew up on on, on the prequels a lot, which I'm sure that we probably all were. But I I, I really, really enjoyed um, seeing the ship return in Book of Boba Fett. So to see it more in, in action in, in the show is just phenomenal to me. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mike, what did you think of all that? All the action, action stuff action was amazing look i've complained yeah. about bad batch and how the action just snoozes the hell out of me <laughs> like i am bored yeah. with the action bad really? Batch action yes because bad batch action 90 80 percent of the time 85 percent of the time is action without purpose and that just drives me nuts because it's like literally the bad yeah. this isn't a bad batch podcast so we won't get into it <laughs> but well i prefer just... talking about bad batch this week i'm gonna be honest <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Anyways, but the, <laughs> the bad batch stuff like action just bores me. There's too many characters, there's too many players in the scene. I just get really? mixed up and I get bored with it. That's just my honest thing. However, okay. when it's here with Mandalorian, when they have action with purpose and everything, and the way Colin, the way you were describing the whole action sequence, hundred percent yes. Like there was so much thought that was gone into this, and and I love that. Like again, I think in Rebels, like. The, they would have been able to blow up the Tie Fighters just easily or in Clone Wars, but they had like this whole thing where you had Mandel sitting at the turf for a little bit, and then he's like, "Wait, I could go to my fighter." And the whole the whole like switch off was just great. Um, and I actually thought Grogu was gonna jump too because he went into the he put the cover yeah. on, and I thought that was hilarious. But 
that was just great. And the R5 stuff when Bo was going into the uh into the canyon, is that what you would call it? A canyon? Bo was like, um, oh, it's all right. Like I I would drift through these when I was a kid. And then the droid like was like, okay, vibing with it. And then she's like, but it's been a while. And then he just starts yeah. backing up. It's <laughs> so funny. I just there's so much care that goes in, into some of these scenes, and I love it. Um, so I love the humor out of that. And TIE Interceptors, great. The revelation, I was like, okay, great. I thought it was going to take the Rebels approach where Rebels just bugs me sometimes because it is just, it feels lazy um, writing at times. Like there was this time where Saul Guerrera is uh, like Sabine and Ezra are aboard Saul's ship, his Ewing, and then like, oh no, Hera, we can't. This took me time for I was like, yeah, we all saw that coming, dude. Be careful, like, it's man. Good. Be careful. <laughs> i don't want to so, fight i don't want to fight on this podcast <laughs> well oh, yeah, I, okay rebels. well you you do realize that star wars rebels did start off like more of more pointed towards like the the like the younger audience. of course now, of course like, yes. well, man, yeah. man, my, both yes. our favorite seasons of the show is season one season one yeah, oh, yeah. okay okay yeah yeah I love, I, by the way, I love Rebels. I'm not a yeah. Rebels hater or whatever. I'm yeah. just saying. So, and here, <laughs> and here, um, you actually have, I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to do this Solger thing where it's like, oh, the Grogu and R5 are on, on both ship and then they're going to go their separate ways because there's too many fighters. But then I love that they ended up going to uh, Navarro together. So that was a surprise for me. And um, the revelation of Bo's um, home being destroyed, that was great. Like, but okay, um, Din was like, "Wait, I'm picking up something on my scanner," and you see like like three ships, and they're moving. The camera pans up, and then you just see like small destructions happening, and then you just see all the bombers taking out the her fortress or her castle. And that the, was just the great. shot where like all the bombers came into like the scope on yep. his N one. That was that was, yeah. really that was that yeah. was great, and the N one action amazing. And I really yeah. thought they were gonna sit here and t- pick off all those Tie fighters, but they didn't. And they ran, and I love that. And um, where those Tie Fighters come from? Moff Gideon, yeah, Thrawn. I know. Thrawn was my first thought, just because there were so okay. many. So Christopher Lloyd has been cast, but we don't oh, know as right. who. And yeah, that's and right. she and 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 Bogotan did say, you know, I I did kind of upset a couple of different M- imperial warlords how cool would it be if christopher lloyd true. was one of those warlords? that would be cool H- however though din Very did true. say seems like a lot of ships for a warlord or something like that pointing away right. from that direction but that could be a misdirect yep um and then some people are saying that it could be thrown but i'm like there's no way that 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 they would bring them in that early and if they did maybe they would do the season finale and then that would lead into ahsoka maybe yeah it, it would it would seem like a strange way to just randomly bring him in. It's like, yeah. you know what I'm gonna do today? Thrawn just goes, yeah, I'm just gonna go bomb <laughs> Satine's home. Uh, not Satine, right. Bo-Katan's yep. home. It mm-hmm. seems really odd that that's just, how he would be brought in. But right. I, I can't think of anyone else. So, so but then the they were hinting that Gideon could have escaped. So yeah. right. And yeah. honestly, the 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 main reason why I think it is Gideon is because you have to think about how embarrassing it was for him to get defeated at the oh, end yeah. of season two and yeah. you and you also see the actor who um uh who who plays moff gideon mm. has been saying in interviews i don't want grogu around anymore i want to kill him like he yeah. does not want that baby around and that's a big hint that he's out for revenge so i think yeah. honestly he's just going on a re- revenge run right now because if he True. did escape 
he's probably going after the yeah. people that put him there in the first place. And that would be a really interesting just plot point of him escaping and the New Republic trying to cover it up. Yeah. I think that would be cool. And that that seems like something that the, the writers of this show would do where just like they skip over a massive beat of the story him escaping just being like oh yeah he's escaped like right so yeah. i can totally see them doing that i'll i'll just say i just gotta point this out because if din if bo didn't put away her like being emo you know little moment there she would have gotten killed she would have been sitting in her castle and she would have been bombed she true, got up yeah, because true. of din so yeah that's crazy that is mm-hmm. very yes. true um yeah, I, I don't I don't have much to add. Um, the only thing I could think of was I, I just think it's interesting that Bo Katan's hiding the whole Mythosaur thing for herself. Um, right, I don't know yeah. what that's what that's pointing towards. I maybe she thinks that um, well the Darks I don't want to kill Din, so I'm never going to get the Dark Saber the way that I want. Uh, therefore, maybe another way I could unite my people is ride the Mythosaur or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of. Do well, either of you have any theories? Okay, so if you think about it, so Din won the saber to Moff Gideon, and then Din lost it to the alien cyborg creature thing, and then <laughs> yeah. and then Bo-Katan defeated the creature, so she technically wins the dark saber. So does that mean that she's the, you know, the? I mean, it's it it, it it's a really crappy theory. But I mean, I, you never I know. was thinking about that. Yeah, I can see John Favreau writing that for sure. Yeah, like, well, I actually, mean, and then we have a flashback to the cyborg guy. Well, well, that just reminds me of of Harry Potter, of where it's like if you disarm the person holding the wand, it's like okay, you're no longer the like if if you end up getting disarmed, you know in harry potter and then that person disarms you that person is now the owner of your want so it's like if, if oh if, yeah i heard about that. i heard about that i'm not familiar with harry potter but oh, oh i'm sure okay. our harry potter well, yeah, harry potter listeners will, <laughs> potter heads, yeah, potter know what, heads. You're, what you're on about yeah right. so um, uh yeah no um i don't know why she she should be hiding it i don't know what game she's playing at but i'm with you it's just like i like i think why? she was just shocked i think they showed us at yeah. the end of the i'll just say this before we move on at the end of the other episode she was like making fun of yeah i sat here and didn't take anything seriously with my father and then the fact that she saw it she was just so spooked i think that she was like yeah let's just move yeah. on like did you see anything that, yeah no? okay, that's, great. A, that's a good thought because maybe it was like a moment of realization for her where yeah you know while, while the creed are extremists and a lot of what they do is outdated it it she's taking the complete opposite stance of everything they say is is bullcrap and whereas she is like now she's starting to realize okay maybe there's a healthy balance where that some of the stuff right. they're saying is still valid but obviously you don't want to go as far but she's in the creed now so so who the hell knows right um also it's <laughs> this is just a random thought but it seems real easy to just go bathe in the waters i don't know like w- it's like, oh, you could just not wear your helmet for 50 years and then go, oh, I want to go in the creed. And then you can just go jump in the water, jump out, go to the armor and say, all right, I did it. Here's some water. Religion, right. like, religion, religions are a crazy thing. They, well, you, I you, wouldn't consider I was Catholic. Really look, look, I was <laughs> okay. Catholic and you could have, um, uh, you could create sins and do whatever. And then all you had to do was at confession, you just go up and you would have this moment with a priest and confess your sins and then you're you start off on a clean slate so i could totally see that this is like that same type of um you know th- that same type of um 
practice where it's just like yeah. you betrayed you, go redeem yourself and that's basically what confession is you would go to a priest yeah. confess your sins yeah. and then it's like okay you're absolved pray Makes you're sense. good yeah I, so good insight because i i'm not religious at all so i'm completely unfamiliar but me and mike did have a, a good talk about religion after last week's episode and yeah. obviously the, the themes of this show yeah with parks the themes of this show are, are, there's so much about religion in here yep. so um yeah actually that's that's just I took that from a stupid thing and you turned it into a valid thing. (laughs) (laughs) I will say though, I think saying them bathing in the waters is a very loose term because Mando just walked a couple of steps and fell all the way down. I know, exactly. And uh, and Bogotan didn't take the creed. She just dived in. She just jumped in. Yeah. That's the other thing. We talked about this in the last episode where the episode started to go a bit off the rails at this point. But I was saying that I, I was spooked for a moment because I thought Din was going to like fully undress and, and walk in, but oh, he just like took his jetpack off and like took a few steps in. I was like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing. Right. But if we're getting like into insight and stuff, I mean, think about Ventress when she was baptized and reborn again. Uh, with- yeah. Mm. True. True. I don't know. Oh, we lost Mike. But Mike, that was a no. good point about Ventress. <laughs> Mike loves Ventress. Um, no. Yes, yeah, so I think that's pretty much everything I have to say. Do, do you have anything else to add before we talk about the Coruscant stuff, Colin? Uh, um, no, no, no. I mean, like, I, I again, I loved that that we got all of um, that we got that all covered within like the first like 10, 10, 10 to fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it was pretty much exactly just jumped to the next yeah. episode so it, it wasn't yeah. drawn out and i and i was hoping we would see the mythosaur but we didn't yeah hopefully me we too see but now, i think it makes sense for them to save that for later i think yeah. it's a good it's a good setup and now when it comes in to play later hopefully oh i mean i don't know because it's kind of a tricky one but I hope they don't do what Boba Fett did with the rancor where it's like, look, a rancor. And then the finale, it's like, remember the rancor? Oh, you know what I, mean? I hope they don't do that because yeah. I was like, where was the training episode of where yeah, Boba yeah, was yeah, learning yeah, to yeah, ride yeah. it? I wanted to learn more about rancors. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, for real. I didn't get real. any of it. And I was so disappointed. He just showed up and was like, all right, go and eat them. And I'm like, no, yeah. where's the training montage? What's going yeah. on? I'm with yeah. you. Um, Mike, looks like we've got you back. Uh, let's talk about the next portion of this episode because uh, Mando fully know uh, got put put Boba Fett's shoes on for this episode because he knows exactly how it feels to have an episode be completely taken away from you. Not completely, but almost. Um, so we open up on Coruscant and we're in the um, the Opera House where you know Darth Plagueis the Wise, all that. We're with Pershing. He's giving some insights into cloning. What did you think of the? I mean, just the whole introduction to Coruscant we're back in Coruscant we get the opera house Pershing's back the cloning stuff what do you think of all that Mike it was it was great I it was I saw in the description we're headed to Coruscant but of the of the episode on Disney plus but mm. once we went back and it just started with this joyous music it just felt great because for a while it felt like we were avoiding the prequels and and it felt like Disney was avoiding the prequels and any prequel content and obviously that it's, that. that's not true anymore because they realized there's money to be made there Disney uh but I think that when we went to Coruscant, I was like, oh my God, like, it's just so great to be here. Coruscant has never looked better at this point. It didn't, um, but it just never looked better. Um, it looked amazing. It reminded me of the way uh, Bad Batch covered Coruscant and how great it looked at night. Um, and yeah, I just, I just fell in love all over again with Coruscant. And I love that, you know, yeah. in the prequels, we went to like all these like pivotal places, but like, it felt like here we were just getting 
we were just getting down into the city vibe, even talking to locals there and all these politicians and stuff. So I absolutely loved all that. It felt like we were into it. Other, you know, I feel like the prequels kind of skimmed over some things, but obviously with Clone Wars, we've been able to like live the city life in Coruscant, but I felt Mandalorian was like dabbling with that with, you know, later on in the episode, they did things where I'm like, yeah, explore Coruscant. But the opening scene was great. Um, Dr. Pershing talking there was amazing. Um, I thought we were going to get, it's cool that they just turned the, the opera house into like a little conference room about a someone who is on the amnesty program and i thought that was great and him yeah he was fully giving a ted talk he was he was giving a ted talk and i absolutely yeah. loved that there was, was this mo- it was just, yeah and there's just I this moment that, no more that, floating bubbles oh i know right i know <laughs> right? i'm getting sw- yeah. swimming in that but i mean that that is a historical monument that is where one of the first like prequel memes came from and they just twisted it and turned it into a conference room and i'm like they they did they did it was a political summit there of war and criminals but um (laughs) yeah i i'm telling you it it was just there's this this moment where pershing was alluding to something else like having a clone body and then uh no wait that was later a a little bit later but the point is like i it was just so surreal and it didn't feel like the mandalorian which was great like it just felt like um, it felt something that we would see in Andor, and he was just up there, and we were getting hologram images of of the cloning DNA and stuff. And I'm like, is Star Wars really talking about this again? Are we doing this in live action too? Not even Bad Batch or Clone Wars. We're doing this in live action. This is great. Um, so yeah, I, I love when Star Wars isn't afraid to get science fictiony because that's yeah. that's the genre it dabbles in. Even though it's like sci fi fantasy, yeah. it's like you come, you're going back to your kind of like the roots that it felt like we're like prequel content that we were getting like prequel yeah. stories. And I love that. It that felt they did that. super sci-fi, super you know, sci-fi. it, it reminded me of this, of this science fiction movie. I, I really like called Gattaca. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but that, that was, if anyone's watched that movie, that was exactly what I was thinking of. Anyways, wait, 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 it's a, it's called what? Gattaca. Gattaca. Who? Gattaca. Gattaca. I don't know who the director or the writer is, but it's, okay. it, Real quick, 10 second summary. It's about this guy who he's living in like a futuristic world and he has to like use all his brothers or this random person's DNA because when you're born, your genetics are scanned. And if your life expectancy isn't like long, then they'll make you be like a janitor. But if you have like oh, okay. long life expectancy, you can be a scientist or whatever. And so uh, okay. it's a good movie. Go watch it. Battle, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica? No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. There's um, beat. But yeah, no, Mike, it's a good point. And I like what you said about the joyous music of like returning to Coruscant because that that was a, a vibe that those like 10, 15 seconds. That was that was a major vibe. And I got to say, I love Andor, but I, one of my biggest gripes with that show is is the way Coruscant looked in it. And I so I loved seeing it kind of go back to how it looks like in when we first saw it in uh, not first saw it, but when we saw it in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, I just think, yeah. John Favreau is really taking a book out of t- a leaf out of Tony Gilroy's book with uh, the discussion with the the rich being unaffected by what's going on in the galaxy. Um, we see that guy saying, "Oh, New Republic Empire." I yep. forget sometimes because what does it matter or something something like that. So um, it's cool to see the shows kind of connect like that thematically because they are in the same universe after all. Um, but yeah, what did what did you think of that this whole section, Colin? I loved everything in Coruscant. I loved them going to the carnival and learning more about, mm. uh, like, about 
us the audience learn more about the lore of the planet i i think we did we um correct me if i'm wrong but have we heard about that mountain before in the high republic or no which okay. one it, it was oh. in live of the jedi that's okay right. cool. that's right cool so yeah i i loved seeing that and uh and the fact that dr pershing to me it kind of felt like he was a kid just kind of relearning things of just kind of being mm. like a normal person so i i thought that was cool in that scene though really like i was really surprised but in the background if you listen to it you can hear the resistance theme uh yeah in yeah. in the background now i i hear that song a lot so so <laughs> so that sound like you know caught me by surprise and i caught up on it right away but i was thinking was there like a resistance or technically it would be a new republic uh like recruiting like area and they were trying to do the same thing that the empire did because if you remember in solo they mm-hmm. they like had the imperial recruitment yeah, yeah, booth yeah. and they were using the actual imperial yeah you know, it was the song. first time we heard that in the universe right yeah. so I i'm think thinking that. maybe they did that i think it was a because it, it kind of sound like a carnival twist to it like a, if you were hearing at a carnival so yeah, it seemed so like weird. It, that's so it, weird I, I mean, it was it was if they were playing the anthem to everybody, like the way they played, you know, the Imperial March. But I don't think it was it was propaganda, but it was just like propaganda and celebration of, you know, uh, yeah. the other stuff was recruitment stuff. This yeah. was just like, yay, we did it because everything to on Coruscant was just like, yeah. yay, we're post war, we're okay. we're yeah. in a we're in a thriving new republic. Join us right. on our new quest to make. It wasn't as weird. It, it no. wasn't as weird as those popsicles they they had or whatever. Those <laughs> yeah. <were weird. laughs> Seriously, yeah. what was the deal with that? <laughs> but yeah, but I think the music was just supposed to be like a, a joyous, adding to the okay. joyous theme that, like, look, we're post-war. Are you are you being are you helping the new republic be better? Like, be part of our new quest. You know, it's right. like that type of stuff. Like, join us. I don't know. It's still propaganda, but it's just different yeah. type. It's not recruitment. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. will say something else, which we didn't have a very like a long discussion about it, and we don't, and we probably don't have enough time for it, but. How did you feel not seeing the Jedi Temple um, on Coruscant here? Because in Legends, it was turned into the Imperial Palace, but it's not very clear if they turn if the if the Jedi Temple was just abandoned or or anything like that. Because the uh, the, the version on Disney Plus of you see of Return of the Jedi when like all the planets are celebrating, and then you see like the like they go in Coruscant and the stormtroopers getting um he's crowd surfing and they knock over the Palpatine statue. You do mm-hmm. see the uh you do see the temple right. in the background. Right. Now is that the Imperial Palace or is that just abandoned? No um so in, in comics, even yeah. in the Charles Soul com wait, no, not even. It was in the twenty fifteen Vader series. Um, it was turned into it was the Imperial Palace, which is canon, supposedly. Um, okay. It came out in 2016, 15, 2015. 15, yeah, 2015, yeah. the first Vader series. Okay. So they it's actually it Imperial Palace, and you read about the Imperial Palace a lot in Lost Stars, the Thrawn series. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. there's there's multiple books that cover it though, but I wasn't expecting to see it. I think I would have been like kind of like, great, we we've seen it. I want to focus yeah. on Dr. Pershing and right. that's just, you know. Yeah, I, for, yeah, for me, I agree with you. It wasn't very relevant to what we were seeing. Well, yeah. I would have, I would have loved to seen it, though. I mean, like, yeah. in a different, if we were doing other stuff, like, 
I thought we we're gonna see Coruscant because Din was going to um Coruscant. Right. And yeah. I, I'm like, he's gotta go to the Jedi Temple. Like that's just what I want to see with Grogu. But different, you know, if maybe maybe they'll we'll be able to see the Jedi Temple sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was not expecting it to play a big part, but that's just something that's always in the back of my head because yeah, fair enough. Because we haven't really, you know, seen anything after, sure. you know, re yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. jive about it. And the only reminiscent that we got ever, it's in Legends now, but was in The Force Unleashed of where Star yeah. Killer goes back and do all those missions in there. So I would just like to see something with it. And I, Mike, I love your theory of where Grogu and Mando would go there. And then he would have a flashback there. I think that would be cool. I think everyone would be freaking out during that episode. So now that I'm hoping that happens. Cool. And if it doesn't, <laughs> you know, I, I forget, blame you. I forget that we saw in the trailer that we're gonna that flashback is gonna be finished. Yep. So who knows when that? I mean, sounds sounds like Ahsoka is gonna be in next week. So I think next week is yes. a pretty safe bet for, for when that's gonna happen. Shout out to Rosario Dawson for spoiling that. Yes, I <laughs> yeah because I saw her post that and I just posted to the group chat i have with a podcast people i'm like she just pretty much spoiled that and i don't think she was supposed to but yeah. that's not the first time <laughs> she's, she's, done not, that. she's done that a few times now <laughs> yeah she has yeah um real quick i just want to touch on the like almost the ex imperial camp i don't know what was going on there but i thought that was cool like i guess it showed that i, I mean i think it just showed that while the new republic is lacking it is better than the empire because um, we see in Bad Batch how the Empire is treating the right. remnants of the Republic, and now we're yes. seeing how the New Republic is treating the remnants of the Empire, and it's a lot better. At least that's what we are led to to believe. Michael, do you have any thoughts on it? I just thought it was really cool to see all that. I mean, I um, it reminds me of I don't I'm not sure what the term is called, but it, it reminds me of the way Americans treated X. Um, or like war criminals from yep. the World War II era with with Nazis and everything, and they would hire, they would get uh, Nazi scientists working on on our own military space stuff. So it's just like I was very interested with the Pershing aspect because I'm like, they should be like protecting this man at all costs. Like when someone rang his doorbell, I'm like, don't answer it. Like I feel like he's yeah. wanted right now on both <laughs> sides. I feel like he should yeah. be under heavy guard. It's like having like an Einstein on your side. It's like, you need to guard him at all costs. So that yeah. was just my only thought. I thought it was, it was cool, but it was definitely like, Hey, we're not the empire, but you're, you're still going to yeah, be in prison. You know? It's super unusual because like they're making him like be known to the galaxy. He's holding these big conferences. Right. But then like, yeah, you're, they're just kind of putting you him should, in a, you in should a read. Pocket. Everyone should read here. Alphabet squadron. At victory, uh, victory's price, they start yeah. Mon Mothma's in there. She starts talking about criminals and what should happen to them, imperial criminals, and what should happen to them after the war. Harrison Dula yeah. has an opinion on it. Very good story. You should read it, everybody. Sure. In, in that story, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, isn't Embo like the like the bounty hunter from the Clone Wars? Isn't he Aftermath. like her bodyguard? Yeah, okay. I would say he's her bodyguard in that, right? Something like that, yeah. I've, I've it's okay. been a while since I read Aftermath, but yeah, something like that in the Aftermath yeah. series. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then so, sort of moving on with the episode, we get to a point where we see um, uh, Pershing is working in a place that looks very similar to what um Cyril Khan was in Andor, mm -hmm. but yep. uh, and and we sort of get to see that 
the new republic is just lacking like common sense in terms of like they just want to destroy all the imperial stuff they want to have one of the smartest people in the galaxy working at i don't even know what the job he was doing like inventory or something um yeah so we get to sort of see that this government is trying to get itself organized but in the do in doing so it's like being very like inefficient with everything that it does and um while it's better than the empire there's still they're sort of papering over the cracks a little bit um and then yeah we, we get to the point where we see that there's a friendship kind of blossoming between pershing and uh i've already forgotten the name but but you you guys know who we're talking Kane. about <laughs> the, that's the one that's the Kane. one yeah. um <laughs> and then yeah we have this weird sort of train sequence and they they get off they get captured but then we find out that Kane double crossed and Pershing is arrested and some weird experiment goes down. <laughs> I don't know. Th there was a lot going on here. Colin, what'd you think? I thought the part of where, where they were trying to convince him it's, it's not a mind flare. And then he looks, which I don't know why, like they were trying to do this, but it was like an on point Easter egg. It was like, okay, like we understand but he looks directly at the Mon Calamari and, sa and, and says it's a trap. And I'm like, oh, okay. that was so cringe. Yeah, that was yeah. so cringe. Yeah, I, I, I was like, really? I was like, I, I get that it's the 40th year anniversary of Return of the Jedi, but <laughs> there's, I mean, like, it's it's right on God, the nose. I hated, like, I, I, hated we... that. I actually forgot that that even happened because I think I've compartmentalized <laughs> it a little bit. But God, that was awful. I, I can't even remember if this was in Mando, oh no, it was in Book of Boba when Boba says to the Rancor, do it. And oh. then he, he like, oh, that was horrible too. God, please. Someone <laughs> just like, can we, can we probe these scripts before they're, they're approved? No. Cause God, that's some awful. I'm telling you right now, nothing will be as cringe as Poe looking Kylo Ren directly in the face and force awakens long pause and says, do you talk first? I talk first. You no, that was great. Actually, actually no, that, that was yeah. funny. That, that was, was great. cringe. That was no, cringe. That bro. was great. That was not Oscar good. Isaac's performance, and that was great. Yeah, he was like, oh, "You talk first, I talk." That was great. Mike on this one. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. I know you're our guest, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. But that no, because I just remember sitting in the theater and listening to that, and I was like, "Okay." No, what's cringe is Cara Dune and, and the siege going like. What is going on back there? Oh my god, don't remind me of, of, of any anything about characters. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. this the the sequence least favorite part of my episode, the train stuff. It just I felt we were talking earlier about montages about the Rancor like training montage. I wish they yeah. just had a montage of la 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 la. Here's uh Dr. Pershing and uh Kane just having ice cream, having this, having that. Yeah. Oh, look, we're juggling now. Oh, we're writing. Yeah, because it was cups. a bit clunky. It yeah. was it was very clunky, awkward, yeah. weird. When the when he touches the mountain, it was just like this weird or the mountain's peak, and she's like, ha ha ha. I was like, that was the fakest oh, laugh I've odd. ever seen. That, that was odd. It was weird. Yeah. And it nothing to do with her acting. I just think the script was really clunky, especially the train yeah. stuff. Okay. I was like, what is oh sorry? I was like, what is going on? Well, oh well, so okay. I can kind of, no, it's not that I'm defending, but the, You're defending. Uh, of, of that part, but <laughs> you, you have to remember she's undercover. She's being fake. Um, well, that, right, 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 right. And okay. that's uh, why, that's point. why it's, that's what I was telling my friends yesterday. I'm like, while it's clunky and stuff, I feel like 
that's all that's part of her character because she has to be playing you know that card yeah. so yeah that's right yeah, yeah. i agree with and that i just wish it was just like i said it's not her acting i think it's it's because of the way it's written like that but it still comes yeah, comes across clunky like that writing. Um, and, and I think a lot of issues, just to clarify what I was saying earlier about acting, a lot of those issues with the acting can come back to to the script, kind of clunky dialogue. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I really thought I'll, I just wanted to train. Uh, sorry, a montage of just like let's just get to the point where we get to the lab already because it was killing so much time. Yeah. And yeah. and when they finally get there, it was just like she was just kind of like looking around, like yeah. You look around. I'll, I'll watch your back. I don't know. This is weird. Um, yeah. And I thought she, I literally thought she was leading him to Moff Gideon. I thought Moff Gideon was going to come out. Some was hiding in the yeah. Star Destroyer. I thought that yeah. was going to happen. But it was weird. I wish we got more. Like uh, I like it when when creatives leave it to us to kind of fill in the blanks. Like we're not stupid. But I have a lot of questions into why they didn't arrest her. Was it just like I don't? We can sit here and theorize, but that's not really important. I'm just like. I just want a bit more clarity on that stuff. However, I think what what she was trying to say was, "Oh, I I followed Doctor Pershing to the labs. Yeah. I, I think he's breaking into the Star Destroyers, and then she's given them a okay. call, and they the and just how, I know the New Republic's not great or whatever, but it's better than the Empire. But mm. this the stupidity from the officers, and well, Doctor Pershing was there, and he's like, "Wait, let me let me explain." I was like, "Oh my god, let him." You guys are just not gonna even hear him out. Yeah. Like, he, and then as just... well, letting letting an imperial officer, yes, sit in the room with him. Oh my god, right. the stupidity. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. It's just. It's. I guess the written. It, it was written like that to make us be like, oh, you guys are so stupid. But still, I was just like, yeah. come on. There was just so many blanks there that I was like, uh, like kind of eye roll moments, you know. But I still <laughs> thought that. Um, oh, it, w- it was very interesting. And I think what you said about having other writers, like I think John Favreau, it's like, John Favreau, you're you're damn brilliant. You're coming up with all these things. You have the officer now trying to wipe um, uh, the doctor's mind from any, any knowledge that he has because he was going to help out the New Republic. Either way, he was just going to get to that point. And I love that she just like was like, no, we're going to my, you know, we're going to fry your brain. And yeah. I love that. But it's just like, sometimes I feel like there could be better execution. So if you had exactly, other people in the kitchen exactly. cooking. Oh, yeah, all the big ideas are cool, but it's the way we're getting there. It's just right, right. right. It's, yeah. you know, but still, I still had a good time with it. Um, I was still enjoying the Star, the Star Destroyer stuff and all that. But yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, oh, Colin, do you have a thought? Well, I just thought it was funny about the whole segue of, of just going to Mando to this. And then they end it like they end it going back to Mando's story. I wasn't expecting them to have like that giant, like kind of gap because it just felt separate in a way. And it just kind of felt it was okay. So when they canceled the Rangers of the new Republic, I, to me, this episode felt like it was maybe an episode that belonged to that. Like some of the writing felt like it belonged to what the Rangers of the new Republic was going to be. So and just after oh, watching it, mm-hmm. what? Oh, well, with yeah. the amnesty stuff, I think that was yeah. supposed to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it it was just really, really weird. So I just remember getting done like with the episode and just sitting there and being like, "Did they just kind of take some of the writing that was, you know, probably going to go towards Rangers of the New Republic?" Well, I'm pretty sure Kathleen Kennedy said they were going to do that. 
it was yeah. someone someone i remember making a post maybe like a year ago where someone said oh the good thing about the mandoverse is is a lot of those ideas we can we can put in the mandalorian because it's all connected and i remember reading that going huh that makes more sense yeah like because yeah. i definitely um, got that vibe <laughs> yeah anyway let's talk about the final section of the episode though because Din is back. He proved himself. I thought the armor wasn't going to let him back in, but she was like, "Yes, this this is the waters. Correct. Welcome back, Bo-Katan. You can join us as well." What do we think of that, Colin? That's weird for her because that's the that's like the clan that killed her sister. And then, can we also talk about how uh, how she was a uh, part of that clan once though before? Yes, but yeah. she left because of that though um uh because of mall because like mole yeah took over right. right because she was still there when oh wait no mole wait I, i'm she, forgetting the timeline of that she left before she left before um mall killed her sister right because she saved them from prison she right. she helped obi-wan yep. save, that's right no, no, or yeah. she yeah. saved that's her right. sister yeah yeah, yeah. but the I other weird thing there's oh, sorry oh, so i just want to say like there's still i just want to put this out that even to the audience we don't know why there are death watch insignias on those on on the guys that saved din from yeah. from the flashbacks in, in season one we don't know where the maybe those were people that had just left death watch to go back to the mandalorian way yeah. because pre Vizsla's agenda was to go back to that uh to that mandalorian way but in terms of yeah. armor and fighting and satine wanted the more pacifist way and children of the watches is is like the death watch but they're more founded in in non-violence and just protecting their own visa was an, ex, an extremist in in the violence but we don't yeah. know maybe those people were leaving because they were fighting separatist droids yeah. like could it have been after dooku's um dooku's deal gone bad with pre visla and some of those soldiers were were leaving visla and they were joining the watch we don't know but the way yeah. i'm seeing it the way it's playing out right now it's death watch children of the watch and then um uh the other satines pacifist mandalorians okay at least in clone also Wars. real quick on bo yeah. i don't think this is gonna happen but like uh, people are saying oh she's joining the watch she's joining the watch well for all we know episode four could start with bo taking her helmet off and saying f this you know what i mean like she right. didn't say anything at the end of the episode she didn't do a creed i thought it was more than that i thought she had to say the creed Unless you yeah. right, right. So th- th- that's like, what we I'm don't know how Bo-Katan feels yet. Yeah, right. She doesn't uh, have I much of a choice. Kinda, well, she yeah. did just experience a lot, like within right. the past couple of days, because of she, she went back to her home planet that she hasn't been on in a very long time, and she walks through, and then she sees a mythosaur, right, and then she goes back to her castle. It gets blown up, right. and then she yeah. comes in and this is something that i want to talk about real quick which is we haven't seen someone from clan Crees and Vizla in the same yep. room together yep. in same a long thought. time yeah yep. so i was that was the main thing that popped in my head i was like well that's gonna be awkward yep. uh, yeah and the way yeah. paz was looking at her too i was like "Ooh, something's going yeah. on here it was very um, spicy it was very not, spicy. In, not in a horny way <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to think if they say that word in Star Wars or we have to bleep it out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, <Nah>. But <laughs> when we say horny, we, we're talking about like horns on an animal, you know, it's, it's yeah, that exactly. type. Yeah. Exactly. Um, wow. But oh, okay. This, 
Yeah. This episode. You've never heard of that, Colin? You can just cut this out if you want. The Mythosaur. The Mythosaur literally has horns, anyways. Um, But I think, yeah, I think, Colin, what you were saying, I think Bogotan was on her own journey throughout the past days. And Chima, I also think this is a way for her to unite Mandalore. I still think she's on that path. So I think by maybe aligning herself with the children of the watch because go back to her first reaction when she ran into into din in episode three of season two she's like you are a member of the children of the watch yeah an extreme cultist like she went on this very whole thing mental very judgmental and she even yeah. mocked him like this yeah. is the way and you know it, yeah exactly if she wants to unite mandalore she has to unite all of Mandalore. All of Mandalore. And, and that includes the children of the Lost. So I so. exactly. So I felt like this was her her moment just being like, damn it, I'll just do it. I'll just do what they say. And also she doesn't have much of a choice because then where else is she gonna go if she takes off yeah. her helmet? So she might as well just keep it on for the well, moment. There's this thing called lying that people like you know do. And I could just <laughs> just definitely see her just being like, Oh yeah, sure. Oh, and, sure. and 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 she's right. in the next room, she's like Oh, all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely see her take off the helmet um, okay. sooner rather than later because Katie Sackhoff has too much of a beautiful face for us not to see yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. Let me sit. Let me sit for Katie. Horny, anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so let's let's uh, wrap this up with a few questions. Mike, do do we want to get to any of the questions on the Instagram real quick? Yes, we, yes, we do. Um, real quick. Follow us at the Star Wars Exchange on Instagram, the SW Exchange. We're about to hit 400 followers. Follow us, and you can ask us questions every week. We're going to start answering um, your questions here and and even just mentioning comments. So I want to start off with – we'll start off with Chris McManus, and he just has a comment. He says, I believe the behavior from the New Republic starts to show why they get destroyed by the First Order and the Force Awakens. Yeah. 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 Good comment. Okay, and now here's a question from A. I wish I could say Coop Durper. I'm not even going to try to say it, but you know who you <laughs> nice, are. Mike. Nice, um, nice. Will Bo be a concurrent or help uh, to Mando slowly becoming the ruler of Mandalore? What do you think, so, Colin? I don't. So I don't think that Mando. All right. So I've got two theories. Either I don't think Mando is going to be up for it, and and then he's just going to hand the sword over, or I think that there's going to be some weird discovery that he's related to uh, to Tar Vizsla or something like that. Um, but I I I highly doubt it. Uh, but I think in some way, I think Din would be a great leader. I think by the end of the series, for for some reason, like Bo gets killed and then he ends up taking the mantle, something along the lines of that. But I could definitely see mm. him leading the people at some point because I think his people's skills are getting a lot better than what they used to be when we yeah. first saw him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think it's leading up to Din leading. And yeah. last one, Fox Force Fab asks, and R, you could answer this one. Do you yeah. reckon? Oh, and there we go. Ari's language. Do you reckon Vizsla will try and kill Bo-Katan? <laughs> um, man. He did. He was looking this is my very answer. weird. Okay. <laughs> I hope so, because it would be very interesting to see. Whoa, okay. Do, I, I would lean more likely. I'd say more likely than unlikely that... I don't know if he's going to try kill her, but there's definitely going to be a confrontation. Yeah. And I hope it gets as heated as it possibly can, because that's going to be very interesting to see. Let's see if it's well, well written. Yeah, because exactly. I disagree. I think season one of Mandalorian is so special and untouchable and just up there. 
And season two is just a step down into the writing and all that. I think season one is just chef's kiss, but that's a different discussion. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion, Ari. Yes, it does. It does. Um, so yeah, before before we finish, massive thank you to Colin from coming for coming on. Um, any final words on the episode? Any anything you want to wrap up with? I uh, didn't see any Max Rebo stuff. I'm still waiting for the scene from Tatooine where we just see him walking on the streets, putting up, Safe you know, sound. yeah, like yeah. Of, of, of just having his resume of just going to different like clubs and being like, hey, I'm available. I'm here. Please hire me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Colin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. You can check him yeah. out on the Star Wars stuff podcast. Um, yeah. So tune in next week. Episode rating. four. We'll be covering. Oh, we have to do a rating. Oh, my God. We have to out do of a 10. Rating. Colin, what do you think of the episode? <laughs> Oh, rating. Uh, of this episode, I I give it a solid seven. Yep, same. Mine. Same here. Seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven just to keep oh, it. Three sevens. Average, <laughs> average clean. Wow. That was the that quickest ratings we've ever done. That was. I love Beautiful. that. We should do that every week. Yeah. Um, isn't it nice <laughs> when we all agree? Uh, right. Anyway, but yeah, Mike, where can the good people find you? You guys can follow me all underscore Star Wars on Instagram, Twitter, and please, please, we have, we just hit, um, uh 190 spotify followers if you're mm. if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify yeah. all those rate us five stars give us five stars we have like 40 ratings on spotify already um and we which we appreciate it if you're on apple Podcasts, drop us a review also we appreciate that it helps us get to more people and talk more mando so appreciate you guys and Absolutely. instagram we're always posting on there yeah. check us out for yeah. behind the scene highlights and all that at the sw exchange podcast instagram page you guys have to follow it go yeah. check it getting close to 500 followers so join us on that journey you can find me at star wars underscore exchange on instagram and on twitter at the sw exchange um but yeah subscribe on youtube if you're watching on youtube like all that we appreciate it we'll see you all next week and uh as always may the force be with you see you later adios hashtag max Rebel lives <laughs>